Well, first thing this morning, Anglo-American Platinum gave us a rude awakening warning. It's embarking on what they call a Section 189 process. It could see as many as three to 4,000 workers losing their jobs. Company Chief Executive Craig Miller saying it's a challenging time. Craig Miller, welcome to The Money Show this evening. Um, can you give us greater clarity on the job numbers? I've seen estimates uh, between three and 4,000. Uh, good evening, Bruce, and good evening to your listeners. Uh, yes, uh, we did announce today that we are embarking on a, on a restructuring um, of the business, uh, and as a consequence of you know a number of the uh, actions that we've taken leading up to today, uh, we've really got to the last resort, effectively, and, and that does require us to, to embark on this proposed restructuring, which will impact 3,700 uh, jobs, both uh, fixed-term employees and our employees. Uh, and and we will now embark upon a consultation process uh, with those in fact affected employees and and organised labour. Uh, in addition to to what we announced from an employee perspective, we are also engaging with 620 of our contracting companies, reviewing their contracts that they have with us, and also looking to see how we sort of optimise those contracts. Uh, and that process is underway as well. It's a painful process, of course. How long do you anticipate this process will take to resolve, not only for your own employees, of course, but for your suppliers too? Uh, so, as as I said, you know, we've been we've been working um, to try to mitigate uh, today's announcement, and um, for for a number of months now, and, and we've got to the position that we've had to embark on this. The process that that you that you follow in terms of the Labour Relations Act. Is, is well uh, documented and articulated and will now go into the period of uh, um, uh, consultation and engagement with um, the affected employees, um, and that will take a period of time. And uh, part of the consultation is really you know, understanding if there are other opportunities that we can uh, uh, deploy and to try to mitigate this impact. Um, and so we'll go through this process and, and really try to, to conclude it um, as, as we, as you know, as expediently as we can, uh, but really recognizing the impact that this decision does have on so many people's uh, lives, uh, their family lives, and, and the communities that which they live. So we will do it um, diligently, um, but we'll do it with the, the care and respect in line with the company's values. A lot of people sort of think that these are, are speedy and easy decisions to make, but there are so many variables, aren't there, when it comes to considering, one, cutting back on a skilled workforce, and two, impacting suppliers. And so many of the suppliers, of course, come from local towns, come from local communities themselves. There's a, there's a broad ecosystem impact here. Um, certainly, I mean, as you know, certainly the decisions uh, that we announced today certainly do not, uh, are not taken lightly. Um, and certainly we recognize the impact that this does have. Uh, but importantly for us is really then how do we set the business up to be sustainable in the future? And although this is incredibly difficult for so many of our, you know, so many of my colleagues, our employees and the suppliers, uh, but we do really need to look forward and think about the remaining 18,000 employees that we have in our organization or the contribution that we continue to make to the communities as a result of the procurement of, of goods and services um, into the future. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult, um, but we do need to make these decisions and we need to move on in order to protect the business in the longer term, such that we're able to benefit from an improved PGM price, 
basket in the future, uh, particularly as the world moves to a greener, cleaner environment and the opportunities around decarbonisation and the critical role that PGMs can play in that energy transition. I saw some comments uh, fairly recently from Neil Froderman, the chief executive at Sibania, who seemed to suggest that he believed that the worst was over for Platinum Group Metals prices. Just because the worst is over, I suppose, it doesn't mean that there's an imminent recovery. I said, look, I mean, I think certainly, you know, in 2023, uh, the, the impact of the challenging macroeconomic environment, uh, global growth and being relatively subdued, uh, rising interest rates and inflation has certainly weighed on sentiment and, and weighed on prices. And unfortunately, at the moment, we don't see that changing in the near term. And consequently, you know, there could still be some pressure on prices. Um, but importantly for us, in terms of the action we're taking is setting the business up, be able to withstand uh, the, the current price environment and possibly if it goes lower, uh, making sure that we're sustainable and the assets are operating in the first half of the cost curve. What's it going to take for a recovery in platinum prices? I mean, it's all about supply, isn't it? It's all about supply and demand. And we know that demand is constrained in some parts of the world because of wars and conflicts and disruptions. There's also an issue around the recyclability of, of platinum group metals, and they are easily recycled, and it's often cheaper to do so. And, and that raises questions about new supply of new metal coming to the market and, and when and how you expect that demand to change? So, yes, so certainly um, from, a, from a demand perspective, as I said, um, we've certainly seen subdued demand and we're, sub- we're anticipating subdued demand in 2024 and, and no real growth in the demand for PGMs on the back of, you know, no further increases in, in automotive production and really the impact of the penetration of, of battery electric vehicles, and particularly in the Northern Hemisphere and, and, and how they then impact PGM demand because there are no PGMs in battery electric vehicles. So demand is relatively subdued. I do think supply is going to be relatively subdued in 2024. Uh, We've certainly cut back on any of our um, growth projects um, given the current environment. Um, Certainly it appears to be that my peers have done the same. So I think supply is also going to be subdued. But you talk about recycling. Uh, Recycling is certainly an aspect that, that impacts that supply. However, um, as people continue to retain cars for a longer period of time, um, they certainly uh, maybe are not using them as, as often as they used to um, as they work from home more. Um, you're not seeing as many recycled vehicles coming into the market. And that is continuing to, to you know, that will continue to keep recycled metal at a relatively low level. And when we, we look at the environment, of course, for the your suppliers, many of these will be small businesses, many of these will be companies um, that have got small teams of people and small parts and small towns around around the country and around the mines in which you uh, you live and work. When are you likely to be able to give them the clarity that they need? One is your workforce, of course, and two is the suppliers, because they're going to need to get new customers and they're going to have to find alternative ways of succeeding if um, if their lifeline via you is cut? Yes. So, as you know, as we announced today, um, we'll now commence that process with our contracting companies uh, and taking them through the sort of the decisions that we that we need to take. Um, and so that process is, is ongoing um, together through our um, supply chain team. Uh, they'll be having those engagements. 
Uh, but as part of what we've also announced today is also the uh, in, uh, you know, mitigation measures to try and limit the impact, particularly around some of our host communities, and really working in terms of how do we deploy um, new skills, how do we create um, alternative um, options for, for um, some of our host community suppliers to mitigate that impact. Um, and so our teams at the operations will be working with those suppliers to see how best we can support them uh, during this, this transition. Craig Miller, thank you very much indeed. Craig is the Chief Executive Officer at Anglo-American Platinum.